Hello. Welcome to the podcast at For All Our Kids. You are listening to our Friday story segment where we continue the revised tales of Vikram and Betal. Before we go to the story, I want to remind you that we have our teacher to parent segment on Wednesdays discussing education related topics. Teachers, parents and administrators share their experiences in the past 18 to 20 months as we explore how covid has impacted children's education in india by the way have you sent in your child's book reviews yet check out the guidelines for the reader book write a review challenge on our website at forallourkids.com and send us your child's book reviews and now to the story a waste of time King Vikramaditya had been walking for a while now. His bones felt chilled. Whether it was because of the cold air or the eerie sounds of the graveyard, he couldn't tell. He had marched on this path many times. And yet, his mind played tricks on him. But he was not one to give up. So on he went, making sure not to step on any bones or ashes later king vikram righted the burden on his shoulder the vampire grinned at him from inside the corpse he just ignored it and turned around ah so you returned the vampire sighed i've heard that you are an intelligent man But I wonder about you sometimes. Why would you agree to a task such as this? Don't you think you're wasting your time, Vikrama? Let me tell you the story of a wise judge who doesn't seem very wise to me. That should help you keep your mind steady as you walk back. the vampire began it was the end of a busy day all the petitioners had left the court and king udayakumar got ready to return to the palace the chief minister saw his puzzled expression and came over to the king is everything all right your majesty he asked yes yes at least I think so, the king replied. It's just that I noticed that there are no people from Jivanpur who come to us with complaints or conflicts. It makes me wonder if something is going on there. Should I be worried that there are no problems? Oh, that, the minister replied. Even I've heard good things about Jivanpur. It seems there is a wise judge in town and the town's people like and respect her. So whenever there is a conflict they go to her and accept her decisions. Oh really? I want to know more about this judge. The king's voice rose in surprise. I've been meaning to learn more about her too, your highness. I will go to Jivanpur to see to things myself.
the chief minister assured the king. Let us both go there. A king needs to know his subjects well. Make plans for us to travel to Jeevanpur, but incognito. I don't want them to know who we are. Only then we'll know the truth, said King Uday Kumar. A week later, the king, his chief minister and a few soldiers entered the town limits, looking for an inn. The town seemed prosperous and people bustled about doing their work. Now the innkeeper and his wife, they watched the newcomers watch the others. Those town merchants there, they seemed to be observing everything and everybody. You better find out what they want. The innkeeper's wife nudged him with her elbow. The man walked over to the king and his party and struck up a conversation. Welcome to our town, sirs. Are you just passing by? Or are you here for any particular reason? Can I do anything to help you? Yes, the minister replied. We are merchants from the capital and we supply goods to the palace. This year we thought we should explore what we can order from other parts of the kingdom. Can you introduce us to your town leaders? You can imagine how happy and valuable the innkeeper felt. He reassured the king's party that he would introduce them to the leading merchants of the town. That evening, many local merchants dropped by to meet the palace merchants. Who wouldn't want to impress the people who supplied the palace? The visitors were invited to people's homes and were fed the tastiest meals. They were taken to the fields and the orchards, the river and the looms, the smithy and the farms. Your town is very wealthy. Usually, when there is a lot of wealth or poverty, there are also many quarrels. But we don't see any signs of disagreements or squabbles. How is that even possible? Hmm? Nor do I remember any disputes from your merchants reaching the palace. The minister merchant asked one of the local merchants. The man burst out laughing. <laughs> A minute later, he sobered down and replied, So you are right. Too much or too little money does make people quarrel. Now, we're not hiding our faults from the palace merchants. You don't have to worry that we are trying to trick you. You see, our disputes and disagreements, we clear them up right here. That is why you don't hear much about us in the palace petitions. Oh, then we would like to meet up with your judges and counsellors, the king spoke up. The innkeeper's wife heard the talk at the palace merchant's gathering and she grinned. Oh, there is a very unusual dispute coming up tomorrow. The whole town will be there. King Udaykumar's eyebrows rose. What was so special about the argument that made her smile? The following day, the palace merchants went to the sabah, or meeting, under a banyan tree. Its wide-open canopy sheltered the crowd from the sun like a parasol. A woman sat in the center of the sabah, 
and it seemed like the whole town was there, even children. What are kids doing here? It looks like they are here for some entertainment, the king and the minister whispered amongst themselves. Two men walked in, as if entering a wrestling ring. They stood apart and glared at each other. The woman began. We're here to... Madam, you have to resolve this for us. This fool is driving me crazy. I cannot take this anymore. But what? I know the river like the back of my hand. I'm a ferryman after all. Last week, I noticed that there was a big hole in the riverbed. Like a responsible townsman, I brought some sand from the riverbank and filled it up. Yesterday, when I went past the same spot on my boat, the hole was gaping at me as if I had not put one grain of sand in it. As I sat there wondering who could have stolen all the sand, what does this fool say to me? He says that the hole in the river cannot be filled. As if I didn't do that myself. And that is not all. He says no one would have stolen the sand because it was washed away by the water. Now, I'm a ferryman, I am. I cross the river every day at least three times. I have never seen the water wash the sand away. This man has been telling me that I'm wrong and doubting me when I say that I filled the hole in the first place. Please punish him for insulting me. The judge looked at him unblinkingly. Then she turned to the other man and asked, Did you tell him that the hole in the riverbed can't be filled? Yes, yes, I did, the man nodded confidently. The judge asked again, Did you tell him that the river washed the sand away? Yes, yes, I did. The man sounded even more assured. Well, then I'll find you five gold coins. The crowd gasped and the second man's face turned white. But the judge got up calmly and left the sabah. One by one, the crowd emptied. And the minister turned to see a big grin on the king's face. The king's party left for the capital the following morning, much to the innkeeper's surprise. But he needn't have worried. More merchants arrived from the palace, and soon the town was abuzz with more trade than they had seen in a while. The biggest news, though, was a special gift the king had sent to the judge. The vampire paused and then spoke to Vikrama again. Now, King Vikrama, the first man was a fool, but the judge punished the second man who had corrected the fool. What kind of a judgment was that? And what was so funny that it brought a smile to the king's face? And the king, he rewarded the judge. Why on earth did he do that? If you know the answers to my questions, you better start sharing them now. For if you keep mum, your head will shatter to pieces, I promise you. The vampire warned King Vikrama.
As always, Vikrama was ready. The king smiled because the judge was very wise indeed. The judgment had nothing to do with whether the hole in the river could be filled or not, nor had it anything to do with whether someone stole the sand or not. It was evident that the first man was a fool. Now the second man, intelligent though he may have been, did not make the right judgment either. He wasted his time arguing with a fool and convincing him about something that he just wasn't going to accept. What was the result of that argument? What did the fool do? He brought the matter to the sabah, wasting the judge's time and everyone else's time too. The second man was also responsible for the wasted effort. What is the point of intelligence and understanding if you don't use it? That is why the judge find the second man. Some people are blind to reality. They choose to be fooled. Arguing with such people is a waste of time. The king agreed with the judge and he wanted to make sure that the townspeople understood her value. That is why he sent her a noticeable reward. Bikrama finished his answer and sighed, for his shoulders felt a lot lighter. The corpse and the vampire were floating away to the people tree. So my friends, you must have had arguments with your friends, right? How did you and your friend argue? Now, in an argument, two things can happen. One, we can either try to see the other person's point of view, or two, we absolutely can't agree with the other person. So we agree to disagree. That means we say, okay, I'm going to think mine is right, and I accept that you will think your choice is right. But sometimes we end up getting into arguments with people who will hold on to the most bizarre ideas and beliefs. Even if we show them clear scientific proof that their ideas are misplaced, they're not going to agree to anything you say. What should you do in that case? Continue to argue with them? That's a tricky question. If it is something that can have harmful effects, yes, you must try to reason with them. At the same time, beware of being caught up in arguments with people who are experts in arguing about anything and everything. If the argument can have no valuable ending, save your energy and go do something else because it's a waste of time arguing with fools. That's all for today. We hope to see you again next week for the next episode in Vikram and Betal. Until then, goodbye. Goodbye.